begin, I'd like to start with God's Word. And um, I'd like to open us up with God's Word. So can I have my next slide, please? Thank you, Josephine. All right. So Matthew 9, 37, uh, then Christ said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And we see in this passage that Christ is the Lord of the harvest, and he is also the model for hospitality. The first thing he calls us to do is to pray, not to go, but to pray. And there's a humble dependence on our shepherd. Are we on our knees when it comes to the salvation of our, of our family members, friends, friends, and co-workers? And as Pastor Mark mentioned in our sermon this morning, that do we share our Heavenly Father's priorities and His sorrows? You know, Christ looked at the people and He had compassion on them. Do we have compassion for the lost? And this is the goal of this ministry, is to point them to Christ. Another call for us for Harvest and Hospitality, whether you are in Harvest Hospitality team or not, right? This is the calling of our church. We're here, uh, we're called to faithfully proclaim Christ and his gospel. So gospel stewardship is the focus of our equipping today. Can, our, can I have a next slide, please? We need to be equipped to do that. And this is why we have this equipping time today. And so this is our order of worship or our agenda. So we'll have a Q&A with Tyler. And, is Tyler here? Okay, I'll, I almost did an audible that I have to shift the prayer in the interview. Um, and then we'll have Teddy come up here after the interview. Oh, sorry. After the interview, we'll have the prayer time. We'll break out into groups. And then Teddy will be here to teach about gospel stewardship. And then lastly, we would like to give an overview of the ministry, opportunities to serve, and the plan for spring 2024. All right. So before we begin, um, let's open this up. I'll, I'll open this up in a word of prayer. Oh, Lord, we're so thankful for you are good. You are our shepherd. Uh, that your mercies are new every morning, that you don't give us leftover mercies. We thank you that we can trust in your steadfast love. We can trust in your name and your promises. We thank you, Lord, for the gospel hope that we have in Christ. And we pray, Lord, for harvest and hospitality for uh, this spring. And um, this is your ministry, not ours. And we thank you for you have called us uh, to serve in this ministry for your glory. Uh, may you please bless our time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we'll start with an interview with Evan and Tyler. Since our topic for today is about gospel stewardship, um, you know, Teddy and I and the elders, um, you know, we think that it will be an encouragement to hear from the perspective 
of you know our current members who who used to be not members of our church who were uh, not saved or they were not like disciples of Christ and just to hear from them how God used um, this church our church for that led to their salvation baptism and membership so can I ask Tyler and Evan come up here okay so Tyler and Evan uh, both of you have church background right growing up and um before you became members of lighthouse or before you attended lighthouse maybe you could just share a brief description of what was life like before lighthouse maybe we could start with tyler and then evan yeah so hello oh there you go yeah so uh some of you may know that I really wasn't brought up in a very Christian-like home. Um, you know, my mom's side came from a Lutheran side, um, and my dad's side was more non-practicing Catholic. And so, um, growing up, there were uh, inklings of the gospel here and there. And, you know, after my parents separated, my mom put a little more effort into us going to church and being in Mission Viejo in South Orange County, uh, that's where the megachurch Saddleback Church was. Um, so for, you know, in my family, it was if there wasn't sports on Sunday and I was with my mom that weekend, we would go to, uh, to church on that day. Um, and so, yeah, I think oh, that's kind of like my main uh, time in church as a kid was just going to church and just seeing it as a, you know, if we have a free Sunday morning, that's where we're going to go because that's what my mom said. And I'm just going to try not to fall asleep for an hour and 15 to not make her mad. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my background is. It's not a very, you know, there's been a lot of uh, news about some of the things that Saddleback Church has been uh, practicing. Uh, I think last year they started making a stance on women as being able to be pastors. And so it's a very uh, seeker church in that it's, it's instead of, you know, ironing out the foundations of the gospel in the church among its members, it's definitely more um, willing to bend and curve to society and the world to uh, allow more people to feel accepted or uh, have a greater desire to go rather than a desire to faithfully follow and walk according to God's word. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, similar for me too, actually. I uh, I grew up going to a more charismatic church in Hawaii before I moved here. Um, but I would mainly go to church occasionally, like kind of like Tyler, like if, if we were free, there was nothing else going on, we would go. It wasn't very much a priority. Uh, even when I would go like in my like young adult life, I would go basically like for myself like i would go because my friends were going or i would go because there was an event or i would go like oh is that is that a convenient time like i remember i used to, I used to go to a church because they started at like 4 p.m so i could watch like all the football games before i then go to church so you could definitely see like where my heart was at where i was basically looking for things to please myself versus uh to please the lord but yeah then uh, basically came here um the yeah, found lighthouse really yeah, so that's a good segue for the next question. Um, so how did you got to know about Lighthouse? And how did God, you know, use 
our church to open your eyes to the truth of the gospel that led to your your salvation, baptism, and membership. Yeah, yeah, Evan, you could, yeah. Yeah, going through uh, the membership process for me was definitely very uh, revealing uh, to me. Uh, Just going through the material of like Nine Marks and some of the other material we went through, it kind of made me pause and make me look at like my life very closely and to realize that I was living a life in sin that was um, against Christ, essentially, even though I would, you know, say I was a Christian, I would go to church, I'd even read the word. Uh, but overall, like I was very much devoted to myself and not devoted to the Lord. And uh, that brought me to the repentance and looking to, of course, the cross as the only solution. And of course, uh, baptism as well as being a uh, membership as well. And just also just to touch on like kind of a little bit of like post going through that process as well. Uh, it's been really great in short. Like I definitely enjoyed uh, being unified with the body and being more a part of the body of Christ and seeing Christ's spirit work in the life of my brothers and sisters around me. It's been super big encouragement where before I would kind of feel like I was walking alone uh, very much as a Christian, but now it's definitely just great to see uh, the unity and also God's work and others around me. Yeah, I think for me, um, yeah, the way in which I even found this church was, you know, in being in the dorms and with six or six other guys, seven other guys. Um, and, you know, I think it was Jackie who had first heard about Lighthouse and Matt found out that Jackie was a Christian. And so they both went to together and then they invited Anthony and, you know, the the, the stone kept rolling and then they found me. Um, so that's kind of how I heard about Lighthouse. So I didn't really have, you know, I was, especially in that time, you know, it wasn't a time in which I was seeking a church or seeking Christ. Um, you know, I had my own idea about faith uh, and that, you know, to me, faith was just the statement in my mind that said, Jesus is son of God. I'm saved. I'm good. I, you know, i he was alive at one point and you know he is my savior and i'm good to go and i'm 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 good um but you know being at lighthouse being here at this church you know the gospel was really poured out uh you know into my heart you know i think of all the times in which i met up with ted um who really uh, shepherded me and really guided me in a lot of my confusion or frustrations and angers um the aspects in which i wasn't really seeing the fullness of the gospel and he would point me directly to his word and the aspects in which i was either uh that pretty much pointing to directly uh where the gospel was answering those questions that i had um and yeah i mean it's took a while i think even after over a year since i had first started meeting ted i still wasn't saved you know it was definitely a a slow boil but um yeah praise god that he took his time with me and really you know brought me through the valleys to bring me to him really um and there was no greater path that i could have taken to have gotten to where i am today and yeah, it's just something that I've been, you know, incredibly thankful for. 
um, just how he just slowly revealed these truths to me and, and showing me what the entirety of the gospel is and what it truly means to have a faith in Christ. Um, and yeah, as far as uh, like baptism and membership, um, I actually distinctly remember, I think we had like a volleyball night on Wednesday during the summer. Um, and I think uh, this was after a year and a year and a half or so, um, you know, after I had been attending Lighthouse. And I think it was, I think it was Trisha was there and she just asked me the question like, hey, uh, are you going to, you know, do the membership classes? And I'm like, you know, of course I, I wasn't, I don't think I was saved at the time or whatnot, but, you know, I was more thinking like, oh, how can I dodge this question or avoid this question? Um, but yeah, I think like that was kind of where like the first, you know, parts of, you know, membership and actually attending those classes uh, was kind of brought up. So um, I can have an appreciation for Trish uh, for that and for um, really pushing others towards Christ. Um, and yeah, you know, membership was, uh, it was definitely a joy to go through um, and to really dive deep into God's word on what uh, he calls us to do as a church. You know, especially growing up in a mega church when all you do is just attend. You just attend, the the songs end, the sermon's over, and you go home. Um, and that's what church was to me um, because that's what, you know, I saw around me and that's what I was told church was. Um, but, you know, going through membership and becoming a member and continuing to grow through Harvest, um, through other ministries as well, you know, I've been able to see that yeah, membership is a far greater calling than a, a Sunday morning. Um, and yeah, it's just been a joy and a blessing to be able to be a part of, you know, God's family, um, not only through uh, his blood and sacrifice, but also through the membership that we have here at the church. Oh, praise God. Uh, I remember the time when, uh, you know, Tyler and Evan were new. I remember Tyler, you were here before covid we used to have the Dulos for those singles. Maybe you remember singles was named uh, Dulos Ministry, and Evan was there, right? Remember that? My first impression was like, "What is this guy doing here?" <laughs> it's like, but you know, God uses you know uh, the the minute the singles ministry, and God led you to Hawaii, and you came back because of a job offer from a startup that laid you off, and then God gave you a work here so that you would remain here and so that you would it's amazing how god used circumstances for evan to be you know be saved and to become a member here uh in lighthouse in this process so praise god for that and tyler i remember right you know you were in my group um i was uh yeah we were going through the membership process and just hearing your testimony, how God saved you and sustained you. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing work of God. And this is an encouragement for you guys in the Harvest and Hospitality team. You know, those small conversations, small questions like Trisha did, you know, in a volleyball night. You don't know how God can use that, right? Sometimes we think that, oh, I can be used by God if I preach on the pulpit or all those small things that you do, whether you're in the parking lot, doing uh having those conversations during the coffee time you know during refreshments all those things god can use those things 
uh, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, the core of our ministry is the gospel, and the gospel is the power of God for salvation for those who believe. So praise God for that. And so uh, my final question for you guys, um, in what ways God has been growing you as members of the church, and how can we be praying for you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, especially you, JC, you 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 know uh, for, uh, more than a lot of others here um, how much, you know, God really has grown uh, me from where I started. But yeah, I think one thing that's, you know, a big aspect of my testimony, um, you know, last Wednesday was the eighth year since really God had started, you know, the path that he set before me. You know, eight years ago from last week was when my mom passed away. Um, and, you know, I think something that's, uh, you know, it's definitely like a big challenge still, you know, to lose a, a family member, to have loss, to um, still have those feelings of, you know, sorrow and whatnot. But, you know, what God's really grown me in is really, and it's been his, through reviewing of his word is just how much love he has for me. Um, and to know that, you know, in, in previous years and especially, you know, earlier on it, a lot of it, and the world would say is, you know, to be sorrowful, to, you know, to wallow and to put yourself away and all these things in terms of mourning and whatnot, but, and, and to pretty much say like, you know, to feel sorry, really. But what Christ has shown me, you know, is when my heart was really prioritizing and holding my family, my life, my accomplishments so high, and it was God who brought them low, you know, out of anger, I reacted, but through God's word, through God's word, I've been able to see that, you know, there are more important things than, you know, like work or family or friends. And even when it comes to parents and family, especially, you know, he showed me that he is, you know, my true family, you know, that though I may have family of flesh and blood, you know, I'm tied to God eternally, you know, that through, uh, even death, you know, I will be with God and God is my true father. You know, the, the one parent that could love me far more than anyone else on earth could ever, you know, infinitely more so. And so, you know, I've been very thankful because, you know, in my flesh, I, I want to wallow and mourn, but really it's been the spirit who's been working in my heart to every time, you know, I even start to think of things that is, you know, putting me down or, or whatnot, you know, the spirit's been reminding me of God's word and his gospel and has been purring my hope back to his promises, you know, and it's not like I'm not going out of my way to go to the gospel when I'm feeling sad, but it's the spirit who's working in me to remind me of his love, to remind me that I have not only him, but I have this family here as well, the church family. And I've been able to see, you know, countless times in which I've had people sacrifice for me, serve me, and pour out into me um, love, time, energy, all these things. Um, and it's just been a blessing, really, um, to know that he's the one who's been leading my life 
that's, you know, through the loss of my family, you know, it's God who's graciously shown me the family of Christ. Um, God being the perfect father and really loving and cherishing um, me especially. Um, and yeah, it, it just reminds me that uh, I can remember that through any valley that God may set before us, um, through any circumstances or trials that may come my way, you know, God is sovereign over that and he is good, he is great, he is holy, and he's full of grace and mercy and love. And, you know, if I think about eight years ago at probably one of the lowest points in my life and I see where I am now and see how much more I have now than, you know, that very dark valley that I was through for three or four years, I mean, praise God, because no one on this earth could have done what he's done and no one could have brought me to here um, like Christ had. And so, yeah, it's just been, you know, something to really just grow in my love and appreciation. Um, though I may, you know, lack confidence or I may be anxious of the things to come at times, whether it be with work or with other big decisions in life, you know, what I can always go back to um, is to hold fast to God's word and his promises to remember all that he's brought me through um, and to know and trust that what is to come Though it may be hard, uh, though it may be challenging, it is good. And maybe the world would say otherwise, but it is good to God. And that's what I can hold highly and really treasure is knowing that it's God's goodness and not the world's goodness ahead. It's similar to me as well. One thing that God's been growing in me is, is in peace uh, and trusting in him. Uh, despite uh, circumstances or struggles or trials, uh, as you probably know, there's tons of layoffs happening, craziness in the world. And before, I think I would um, look look to myself and look for ways to remove that struggle or remove uh, the problem and kind of like problem solve my way um, through these difficult things. But I think one way God is growing me is to learn just to just to trust in Him. Uh, and have peace that he is a sovereign God. Uh, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified uh romans eight twenty eight, and that's a verse that's been really a big part of my testimony going through various different um changes either through career or through location physically moving around uh despite circumstances one thing god has been teaching me just to trust in him and have uh i've just have peace that he's in control uh and he's my hope no matter if i can understand or see what's going on uh, definitely before I would have gotten a lot more anxious and fearful about the future. Uh, but thanks to God, now I've been submitting and trusting in him. I have a hope that it may, it may not yet be seen at times, but there is a truth and there is a confidence there uh, that God really is looking out for us. And yeah, he calls and justifies and glorifies us. He is the entire uh, solution to everything, even if I don't understand it. So just having that hope uh, is definitely something that uh, you can be praying me for and also something I've been growing in as well.
praise God for, you know, his gospel work in your lives, guys. And, you know, uh, being your discipleship group leader, seeing you guys grow and really, you know, uh, day by day, uh, that's a, a praise to our Lord. And so, um, yeah, we'll be praying for you guys. And now we're going to transition to uh, prayer time. So let's break out into groups of three or four. And first, let's be praying for, um, you know, our loved ones, our unsaved loved ones, uh, friends, uh, co-workers, um, and and the people who come t- through these doors uh, every Sunday or maybe Wednesday nights. Uh, let's be praying for those, um, you know, who need to know Christ. And our calling is to be faithful, right? Uh, let's not worry about the outcome or the result. But let's be faithful to our Lord and trust in Him because He is the Lord of the harvest, right? And so um, salvation belongs to God. So uh, thank you, uh, Tyler and Evan. Let's give them a head. Okay. And let's break out into groups of three and four. And we'll have Teddy later to have our devotional.